Hey everyone, welcome back to Christ is the Cure. Today's episode will be a little bit more laid back in comparison to others that we will have this season, which I am excited about. I think the season will be overall um, solid and it's been fun for me prepping and I'm still prepping. But anyway, Christianity is often said to be a relationship and not a religion. And this is a very common saying within the contemporary church. Uh, so while the heart behind this idea is admirable, it is ultimately a case of you're close, but no cigar. The title of this episode, Why I Love Jesus But Also Love His Religion, plays on an old famous video. I can't remember the guy's name, Jeff Beek, Beaky. Um, he had a video called Why I Love Jesus But I Hate Religion, and this video, he lists a bunch of reasons why he hates religion. In the description, he, um, I believe, designates it as why he hates false religion, but that qualification doesn't appear in the video, which I think is a blunder. But nonetheless, the idea that Christianity is a relationship and not a religion is a false dichotomy that is ultimately nonsense, regardless of the virtue behind the heart of the claim itself. And I will have to say real quick before we start, you may hear some thunder in the background. I'm recording with some potential thunder. So let's get into it. So the complications of this claim are ultimately furthered in that the definition of religion is constricted to mean something like works righteousness or man's attempt to reach God by works, or even something as shallow as empty ritual without heart or cold dogma or doctrine or theology, name it. Basically, the definition of religion is just changed depending on who you're talking to when they make this claim. Further, it has been stated that religion is based on what man can do to please their God or gods. And because of Christ, there is nothing left for us to do. Therefore, we don't have religion. We have Christ, who is relationship. Uh, there's also this other idea that to be spiritual is to be anti-religious. But what definition of religion is being used here? I'm really not sure. It's, it's really too fluid to put a pen in it. But one thing I've noticed that typically, in many cases, this emphasis is upon the emotive and experience-driven Christian life, which both have their place, don't get me wrong, but this emphasis is at the expense of doctrine, which becomes another cliche that is self-defeating, that is no creed but Christ, or no creed but the Bible. And we discussed that problematic um phrase and cliche and through Nicaea episode seven, actually. So you can go check that out. Now, if we avoid the definition of the contemporary Christianese uh, dictionary of religion, we actually find that not only is Christianity a religion, but it's the only valid religion because it is a religion centered around a real and living relationship with God. Religion and relationship are not mutually exclusive in the right context. And that context being within the context of the person and work of Jesus Christ. Religion is actually ultimately only legitimate with relationship present. Proper religion, as it was intended to be, is based upon a relationship with the only true and living God. And when we start looking at the definitions of religion according to most every definition that has existed prior to the, our modern era, we find that God himself instituted doctrines, rites, and rituals to be practiced. But before we get into that, we can say that 
the question is not actually whether or not religion is wrong in itself, but whether or not your religion is wrong and an empty attempt to be in connection with God apart from Jesus Christ. So if religion is defined by adhering to a standard of deity, and there is only one true God, then there is only one true religion, and any deviation from that is actually a false religion, and a religion without relationship. But usually when one says that they have relationship and not religion, they are attempting to combat legalism, rules without heart, compliance from compulsion. And yet proper religion is built on the personal work of Jesus Christ, and obedience flows from that, and that includes rituals commanded by Christ, such as baptism, that signifies faith. We are saved by faith alone, but not by faith that is alone, is the famous axiom. And many times, these individuals that will pick up this phrase will lean into the interactions between Christ and the Pharisees, right? Uh, But what was Christ's issue with them whenever it came to worshiping God? That they worshiped God in word only. But proper religion consists of those who worship God in spirit and truth, heart with obedience. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not brittle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. And that's James 1, 26-27. Points to notice here is that James is consistent with what I've said so far. One's religion is worthless with a deceived heart. And there is indeed a religion that is considered pure and undefiled before God. And that religion is categorized by obedience to what God desires. And he signifies this by visiting orphans, widows, and holiness. Not just visiting orphans and widows, but also holiness, keeping oneself unstained from the world. So how do we love God? We love God by loving neighbor and obedience to God. What is this called? pure and undefiled religion. Now, what is interesting about this classification in my discussions with individuals on uh, Christianity is a relationship, not a religion, that cliche is pulled whenever either doctrine is brought up or holiness is brought up. And that doesn't jive well with James uh, because both holiness and doctrine are presupposed in this. James makes it clear that the tongue cannot be at odds with one's heart and actions. Further, the term that's used here for religion in uh, the Greek is exactly what you would expect. The devotion to God as it is expressed in rites and worship. Thus, on biblical grounds, the mantra against Christianity being a religion is just lacking. Now, let's define religion from a variety of sources, and then we'll demonstrate that Christianity is indeed a religion. First, we'll read a lengthy definition of religion from the Holman Bible Dictionary. It says, relationship of devotion or fear of God or gods. The cognate term translated religious or religion can indicate positive reverence for the gods or negative fear of the gods. The translation superstitious and superstition is unfortunate. Paul hardly alienated the Athenians at the outset of a speech. He rather pointed to their outward expression of piety. Though a monotheist would not use the fear of the gods to describe Judaism, the expression is natural on pagan Roman lips. The cognate term translated religion or religious in Acts 26.5 and James 1.26-27 points to the fear of God as evidenced in religious conduct, particularly ritual practice. In Acts 26.5, Paul referred to Judaism as our way 
of evidencing reverence for God. According to James 1, 26-27, one who thinks himself religiously observant, but who cannot control the tongue, will find his religious observance worthless. James continues that the religious observance God cares about is not merely a cultic matter, but an ethical matter, care for the helpless of society. Several terms derived from this fear are translated as religion or religious. The term in Acts 13.43 is rendered religious or devout, God-fearing, and the term in the RSV is translated as religion. 1 Timothy 2.10 is literally God-fearing. Here is the sense of obedient to God's commands. The NIV translated as who professed to worship God, which highlights this connection between fear and reverence. Um, and then we keep reading that there's a note of godliness um, being a sense of religion and religious duty and godliness and piety. Um, basically, worship, piety, godliness, holiness, that's all significant for understanding religion according to the Bible. What about Merriam-Webster's definition? Well, the first definition is a personal set or institutionalized system of religious attitudes, beliefs, and practices. Is this Christianity? Absolutely. We have certain beliefs. We have certain practices. We have certain attitudes. Um, the second definition, the service and worship of God or the supernatural. Do we have a service and worship of God? Absolutely. Commitment or devotion to religious faith or observance. Do we have a devotion to the religious faith or religious observance? Absolutely. Especially within the context of baptism and communion. Let's look at another one. Um, Britannica says human beings relations to that which they regard as holy, sacred, absolute, spiritual, divine, or worthy of especial reverence. It is also commonly regarded as consisting of the way people deal with ultimate concerns about their lives and their fate after death. Again, by all accounts, this is Christianity. Uh, Dictionary.com, a set of beliefs concerning the cause, nature, and purpose of the universe, especially when considered as the creation of a superhuman agency or agencies, usually involving devotional and ritual observances and often containing a moral code governing the conduct of human affairs. Uh, the second definition here is a specific fundamental set of beliefs and practices generally agreed upon by a number of persons or sects. Um, and third, the body of persons adhering to a particular set of beliefs and practices and so forth. The Encanta World Dictionary defines religion as people's beliefs and opinions concerning the existence, nature, and worship of deity or deities and divine involvement in the universe and human life. Uh, a, person, uh, a particular institutionalized or personal system of beliefs and practices related to the divine or a set of strongly held beliefs, values, and attitudes that somebody lives by. Um, interestingly, Webster's older dictionary defines religion as Religion, in its most comprehensive sense, includes a belief in the being and perfections of God, in the revelation of his will to man, in man's obligation to obey his commands, in a state of reward and punishment, and in man's accountableness to God, and also true godliness and piety of life in the practices of all moral duties. It therefore comprehends theology as a system of doctrines or principles, as well as practical piety, for the practice of moral duties without a belief in a divine lawgiver and without reference to his will or commands is not religion. Our second definition of the same older 
Webster is religion as distinct from theology is godliness and real piety and practice consisting in the performance of all known duties to God and our fellow man in obedience and divine command or from love to God and his law. James 1. So here we see the problem. By all accounts, Christianity is a religion and a relationship. Now, the original premise changes the definition of religion to mean man's attempt to reach God um, or to just look pretty or look holy or legalistic. But that definition is foolish and ignorant in light of how the term was understood in the contemporary language and older English language and in the Bible. Ultimately, there's a coherency here that just looks uneducated whenever we say that Christianity is not a religion, especially if you're observing Christianity properly with doctrine and ordinances. So Christians throughout history have always properly referred to Christianity as religion. And of course, we practice Christianity freely in our country because of the article in our constitution on the freedom of religion. This all said, Jesus was religious. He was a Jew. He participated in Jewish activities and rites. Not only that, but as God, he established religion with doctrine and rites in the Old Testament. Jesus instituted ritual for those who were in the New Covenant. We know them as baptism and communion. Whenever you look at Christianity, Christianity is made up of doctrine, commands for living, rituals, corporate identity, and it's centered around the devotion and worship of the triune God through the personal work of Jesus Christ by application of the Holy Spirit. It is both a real living relationship with the one true living God and a religion. And you can't separate doctrine from the personal work of Jesus Christ. You just, you cannot. It's not possible. So this is not to say that we should make or we can make a practice of religion without our heart, because that would be contrary to the Christian religion. Instead, Christianity says that we are to have head, heart, and practice all together. It is true that Jesus called out empty religion and binding laws that went beyond the scriptures, but he also called out ignorance to the scriptures, and he also commanded people to be baptized, and he also expected his disciples to follow communion. He also expected his disciples to meet together for fellowship, to worship. Jesus instituted a religion. And that religion is predicated on a relationship with Jesus. Christianity is true religion. So we must make sure that we have both head and heart. We love God of our heart, soul, strength, and mind and love our neighbor. And that is proper religion. Jesus.